0: My name is Lex and this week on Spidey Signals, me and my co-host Alex discuss Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2, The Fall of Mary Jane Watson, and whether or not this is the greatest superhero movie of all time. Get ready to find the hero in all of us because it's time for Spidey Signals. Welcome back to Spidey Signals, the podcast where two guys with the same name talk about Spider-Man movies. I'm Lex, and I'm Alex. Last week we had a very successful first episode. Uh, I think it went over very well. No, no death threats. So no uh, death. No, no death threats. So we're getting somewhere. Remember, plot at Gmail dot com.
1: Send <laughs> so your 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 loveliest threat
0: spider Signals podcast. God damn it. I don't even remember our own email address. <laughs> <laughs> Someone out there with that email will get something now, I guess. Somebody. Anyway, this week we're talking about Spider Man 2. This movie was released on June 30th, 2004. Uh, it's directed by Sam Raimi, of course. It is written not by David Kep. It's got a different writer this time. His name is Alvin Sargent, uh, who actually won two Academy Awards for his screenplays for the movies Julia and Ordinary People, which I think is very interesting. Uh, The story is by Alfred Goh, Miles Miller, and Michael Chabin. Couldn't find a whole lot of information about those guys. Uh, They're the ones who came up with the plot, and Sargent wrote the story. Uh, Once again, starring Toby McGuire as Peter Parker slash Spider Man. Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane Watson. Alfred Molina as Otto Octavius, Dr. Octopus. Uh, James Franco, once again, as Harry Osborn. Rosemary Harris as Aunt May. And the man, J.K. Simmons. Back at it again, J. Jonah Jameson. Music is by Danny Elfman. Uh, And I wanted to point this one out. Uh, Effects are by John Dykstra. Have, uh, it's a different effects team from the last movie. It really tells. It, you can really oh, tell what sure. it is. <clears throat>
1: I have written down, uh, when I was taking my notes, I wrote down John Dystra, two big question marks, right <laughs> after that, because all my life, somehow it slipped past my radar that John Dystra worked on this fucking movie. He won an Oscar on this movie. Phone uh i I did know that uh dykstra has won awards in the industry but i wasn't aware a that this one won and b that he even had anything to do with it and it is so so telling he's a legend for a reason and I, i i was blown away again just thinking
0: about the fact that he was attached to this one for those who are not in the know john dykstra did a lot of the effects for the original star wars uh he won an oscar for that movie He made the Dykstra Flex camera, which is one of the first uh, remotely controlled, uh, computer-controlled cameras. Uh, And he won an Oscar for Best Special Effects for this movie. Uh, And they still look really good, especially compared to the PS2 graphics of the last movie.
1: Yeah, I would say they hold up considerably better as well.
0: Yes. Uh, Budget of $200 million, a little more expensive. Uh, Box office of $789 million, so a little less than the first movie, but still a hefty take. In the summer of 2004. So, Alex, what are your personal experiences with the movie?
1: So, my personal experiences with it are uh, pretty straightforward. I, I was, you know, riding the high of the early 2000s, having seen the original over and over and over on home video. And uh, two comes out in theaters. I have a distinct memory of seeing it in the theater uh, in the days before, you know, you would know anything about plot leaks or or anything like that. You weren't accidentally getting shit spoiled for you left and right on the Internet. You just went and you saw a movie and you loved it. You know, God damn. I had that experience. I was about eight years old. I saw it with my brother, my mom and my aunt. And I distinctly remember we went to Burger King for lunch after. So that was that was a good day. I'm one of those who was blessed with the opportunity to play the video game tie-in as a child. Uh, Spider-Man Two, as a movie and as a game, stand head and shoulders above uh, things that came out that summer. Ask anybody that's played that game before the PS4 game. Spider-Man Two was the best Spider-Man game. Uh, so you know, I, I I give the movie a lot of credit for inspiring the game. They're both you know two halves of a fantastic coin. Um, but as far as Spider-Man Two is concerned, um, that was really what got me into like. Oh, I want to go to the movies again later. It was a really like, yeah, man. Looking back in hindsight, I, I'm, this is only occurring to me now. But like, if I could pick any quote-unquote superhero movie to have seen in the theater that day, I think I would pick Spider-Man two out of anything because it's it's just so, uh, it, it lends itself very well to the screen. If if that makes any kind of sense, it's it's the quintessential like big summer movie. If you ask me,
0: yeah, like like we talked about in the last movie last episode. Um, the Raimi trilogy is very melodramatic uh, and it's very bombastic and theatrical mm-hmm. so seeing them in the theater I think is a very good way to sort of capture that that energy mm-hmm. I'm in the same boat as you like I said in the last episode I was a little too young to see the first one in the theaters uh, but I do distinctly remember seeing this movie specifically the scene uh, where it's Peter's birthday party really early on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I remember seeing that in the theater uh, but I absolutely loved it. I watched the first two movies on home video all the fucking time. Uh, huge fan. I still have like folders and magnets on my fridge and like all sorts of merchandise from when the movie came out.
1: I had the the six inch Spider Man action figure, the really articulated one.
0: Yes, I, ha- I think I had a Doctor Octopus one.
1: If there's something I regret
0: losing in my life, it's that I wish I knew where he was right now. I never played the video game cuz I think I was I was a little too young to for lots of video games. Uh we had an Xbox, the first Xbox. It was our console of choice, uh but we never never got Spider-Man 2. I I probably would have been too young to even like comprehend how to run around and swing in a 3D environment. Right. So I- maybe it's better that I didn't do that.
1: I mostly played that at a friend's house. I I own a GameCube copy of it now.
0: Uh, I've had to uh emulate it on my computer oh wow 21st century i know uh but yeah i think that's it for me alex do you want to take us through the plot of this movie
1: i would absolutely love to so spider-man the second spider-man jr if you will uh starts off with the alex ross art fucking absolute legend that art It, it feels it feels so lovingly done it feels so it's so
0: good alex ross is such a master
1: as far as artists in this in this fan base and in this uh franchise go you could do, hurt a lot worse for any given piece of alex ross art even for a bad movie i would love to see alex ross just you know any portrait of like even garfield you know <laughs> would be like yeah fucking alex ross
0: uh, Have you read marvels i've not no it's it's very very good. There's the last issue of it is mostly Spider-Man focused, but mm. it's it's really well done. And one of my favorite things about this is that obviously it's a a recap of the events of the first movie in, in painting form. One of my favorite things is that Alex Ross just changes the suit because it he doesn't it's not comic accurate enough for him, sure. so like he makes the eye more accurate and he changes the web lines to be black. I just think that's really really funny.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's great. I love it. Uh, I especially get a chuckle from the the painting of ripped Peter that is featured <laughs> in this movie, because like if you, <laughs> if you think of like the shot of Peter, like flexing in the mirror like that in your head and look at the painting, they're so different. But it's it's like it's not like Rob Liefeld bad or anything like that, but it is it it, it feels cartoony and it's funny. It's to me. just very obviously
0: model body Toby head.
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh, We get some more wonderful uh, Rick Deckard, Peter Parker narration about... uh...
0: Sleepy Peter Parker. Sleepy Peter.
1: (laughs) I think he goes... uh, It starts off with, you know, real exposition-heavy stuff about how he's chosen responsibility over MJ. Uh, We learn that Peter is, uh, on top of his uh, regular Daily Bugle job, he is a pizza delivery boy for Joe's Pizza, uh, a real-life New York establishment uh that if you go there today has a giant we were in spider-man sign on the wall uh he works for a man named mr aziz who is a complete hard ass not not like a j jonah jameson hard ass but if you've ever worked at a pizza place it's a pretty accurate take i think uh people that own pizza places or at least manage them aren't really happy people <laughs> um so <after> go that- <laughs> go After another uh, late delivery on Peter's part, uh, he had some Spider-Man issues along the way, you know, that lend them, you know, lend themselves to him. He has to, you know, make her kids don't get splattered across the highway. That takes a little more uh, prevalence in his life than getting pizzas to a building on time. Um, Peter is fired from his job at Joe's Pizza. Uh, He's an unreliable pizza delivery boy, which blows me away because you would think on his uh, on his little scooter, even with his reflexes, he'd be a little quicker than that. I don't know.
0: I don't know. But I I love that immediately right out of the gate, we go into like a bunch of really stupid Remy quotes like we got he stole that guy's pizzas. We got pizza time.
1: We got go Beat after beat after beat. These I think they're mimetic for a reason. You know what I mean? Rather, they've they've become mimetic for a reason. Everyone remembers it.
0: All right. So last episode I talked about I had a theory about the Star Wars prequels and these movies, Mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't elaborate on it. So I don't want to leave everybody hanging. So I'm going to do that now. I feel like they're very similar. Uh, They both came out at around the same time, early to mid 2000s. Uh, a lot of the same, so that in that case, there's a lot of the same fan base, a lot of crossover, or less a lot of people who are around the same age, early mid 20s, who are like nostalgic for those movies. Both franchises ended up getting bought out by Disney uh, and getting new versions of them. And the people who like the Raimi movies and the prequels usually do not uh, like the Disney versions. They also have lots of memes that. They like to run into the ground and mostly aren't funny anymore, unless they're in the movie. But I just, I it's, there's a lot of weird, I feel like if there was a Venn diagram, uh, it would be almost a perfect circle. It, there's a lot mm-hmm. of weird overlap between those two groups. Yeah,
1: it, it, it lends itself a lot to what you're talking about as far as timing and uh, demographic goes. I imagine, you know, if you were seeing movies in that time span, you saw both. It was just kind of a... yeah you know that i did I, I absolutely did revenge of the sith was the first
0: movie i saw twice in the theater um i remember seeing revenge of the sith i remember seeing this movie in Man 3 yeah there you go um
1: <clears throat> but as as far as you know back to plot uh peter is fired from his pizza job which is is sad we get uh, a cutaway back to him at the google being fired and rehired um Peter is bringing artistic, non-Spider-Man pictures to Jameson, who absolutely detests that, uh, der- derides Peter a lot for it, and Peter coughs up one Spider-Man picture, gets paid for it, uh, but the pay is uh, barely enough to cover an advance he recently got. They're, they're hitting us with like one, two punches, more like four or five punches in a row when I get to the end of it,
0: but Peter is having a really shitty week. This whole, this whole, this whole like first half is just a gigantic conga line of torment for Peter. Nothing, nothing goes his way. They've got him by the collar, and it's just like a slap across each. Like it's like it's almost cruel seconds. at this point. It's kind of a little excessive. We do get a little
1: bit of a uh, slight characterization from Ben Brant in this movie. Uh, just a hair more than the first one. Um, she's nice of Peter for a second, whereas she just kind of spoke to him for a second in the first.
0: I like what they do with Robbie in this movie, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Robbie shows some spine. He shows a little initiative. He's he's, uh, very, he's
0: very much pro-Spider-Man, and he absolutely positively knows that Peter is Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> that's a fun idea, yeah. Um, There's I no way he doesn't but, know. He's a great foil for this uh, Jameson, too. Um, Hoffman, uh, as well. I would be remiss if I didn't mention Hoffman. Because um, we didn't
0: mention him in the last episode.
1: Not at all. Yeah, which is crazy because I love Ted Ramey. Um, Ted Ramey. He's probably one of my favorite stupid little side characters in Twin Peaks. He whenever you spot him in something, you can always go, oh, great. Ted uh, Ramey. <laughs> if I saw him at like Walmart, I'd be not surprised. You know I would what say I mean? It in exactly
0: <laughs> that tone of voice. Like, Oh, hey, Ted Ramey.
1: Hey, wow, Ted Ramey. He's Sam Ramey's brother, you know, um, brother of Sam Ramey. Peter's luck uh, continues to run out when he is late for another of uh dr connor's his professor's lecture uh dr connor's of course uh, going on to become the lizard uh not in this film not in either any of these films but it's it's always fun to have those kind of seeds planted i think but yes peter is uh you know chastised uh for by his teacher to his face which is really because even when i was like late and missed out with teacher stuff they were never like in my face on the sidewalk like you're so brilliant but you're lazy and you need to try you suck like, you, that, that's what
0: that's what i mean when it's like it's like really excessive just like everybody is a yeah. fucking asshole to peter parker Everyone, it's like tone
1: it back guys everyone's having like nightmares about peter and they wake up subconsciously like why do i hate peter parker today you know what i mean they, 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 they everybody everybody has a
0: rock in their shoes they're just really fucking pissed off at peter
1: uh so after this horrendous day peter goes home and we do get another sighting of the uh the i believe it's an oldsmobile or a delta or something like that the raimi car uh yes even though in the last movie when it got jacked from uncle ben the roof got shot through like five or six times it looks fine in this movie in spider-man 3 so i probably got body
0: work done that's why may is in (laughs) debt
1: (laughs) yeah they spent twenty thousand dollars just a classic car (laughs) um peter um he's forgotten his own birthday uh which is just very very good uh writing for parker luck kind of stuff you know what i mean that that seems like a very peter parker thing to do is get have such a shitty day that you forget it's your birthday uh and he's welcomed home to a surprise party with aunt may mary jane and harry uh harry is immediately like hey peter how you doing I'm still pissed about how Spider-Man murdered my father. Harry is
0: frothing at the mouth to talk about Spider-Man. It's really funny. He's like, yeah, your friend, your friend Spider-Man? Yeah, you know you like Spider-Man? Just like, dude, come on. Um,
1: I I don't remember if it's ever outright stated in the movie, but Harry and Peter aren't living together at this point anymore. Um Peter is renting the shittiest apartment in the world from uh Mr. Ditkovich, who we'll get to. But yeah, I I think it's funny upon watching this movie. I was listening. Maybe I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. uh, Other fans. Uh, uh, But yeah, I don't think it's ever outright stated. Oh, they don't live together anymore. But I got to imagine like try to try to sleep at night knowing the guy, you know, six feet from you is thinking about murdering you all night long. It's it's I imagine Peter chose to end that rather than Harry. I don't know. That's
0: probably. Because, you know, if if James Franco was constantly harassing you about a guy who he thinks is your friend... Uh, like, he just takes pictures of him! Why
1: yeah. Why do they, everybody assume that they're friends? And he knows that uh, Peter is poor, so why is he trying to stop him from making money taking pictures of Spider-Man?
0: It's like, yeah, it, like, this is all he's got! Come on, man! Anyway, uh,
1: Harry has been promoted to head of special projects at Oscorp. Now, This is Harry Osborn. We're talking about this version of Harry Osborn. Wasn't it made clear in the first movie? He was like only even staying afloat in high school because he was best friends with Peter Parker. Like, isn't he supposed to be an capital I idiot? This this Harry Osborn, he's the head of special projects. And like I get nepotism as a thing, but not only is is daddy dead, uh, the project he's in charge of is making a, a baby like son in our miniature right. son, <laughs> and we've got Harry Osborne in charge of it like I get the convenience like for he needs to have this job for the script, but oh my God is that a bluff on the resume you know what I mean <laughs> i'm <laughs> gonna
0: I'm, I'm gonna be honest i don't I don't think James Franco is like a good actor in this movie
1: <laughs> he he gets some fun lines and he gets to do some fun drunk acting and and you know, he hams it up, but yeah, I'll agree with you there. I wouldn't call it a good performance. It's uh, just,
0: it's just, it's yeah. Yeah. It's not great.
1: <laughs> it's something. Um, Yeah. The Peter and NJ have the conversation in the exact same spot. They have their like inaugural Spider-Man one conversation. Um, But it is interesting how much different the writing is at this point. Like the first one, you use the word Shakespearean when we, a lot, when we talked about Spider-Man one, not just for like Defoe's performance, but a lot of it does feel like pseudo Shakespearean as for, for as like, like you said, bombastic as Remy likes to get. Yeah. I, I, I got that kind of like pining Shakespearean love dialogue from the first one. And it really feels a lot different in this one. Um, maybe it's because more people wrote the script. Yeah, it goes in that. kind. Yeah. Of like three script. people
0: made the story. One guy wrote the script, uh, but Mary Jane in this movie just feels really off.
1: Yeah, I think it's as you have like four or five men writing a woman.
0: <laughs> there's, there's, there's something. We'll, we'll get into this more as we go on. But uh, yeah, Mary Jane is just very off in this movie.
1: Peter uh, once again uh, chooses to deflect MJ's advances, um, and she does reveal she's seeing someone who turns out to be uh, J. Jonah Jameson Jr. I believe. Yes, John, uh, John Jameson. First man to play first man to play football on the moon um so weird he was kind of a he was kind of a nothing side character in the comics uh peter saves his space capsule from falling to earth once i think
0: yes in like issue one i think of amazing Mm -hmm. spider-man
1: which you think would color j jonah jameson to be like hey maybe he's fine but no it never ever did not even for a second uh peter does however promise to see mary jane's play uh, Peter re- returns to his own true home, his, his little shithole apartment where we get the, the, the fantastic Mr. Ditkovich, who is a fun character, but I've always felt out of everything to, like, uh, name that after Ditko. They just went with, like, the one genuinely... You can feel for Otto Octavius. He's a tragic villain, you know what I mean? But nobody feels for Di- for Ditkovich. Everyone, you know... He just wants his rent, He's a fucking man. leech. He's a landlord.
0: He is a landlord. That is true. <laughs> just but you know uh, it's like i'm I'm glad i'm glad they at least gave Ditko a shout out beyond the. yeah comments.
1: it's more than nothing it's more than nothing it's more than nothing uh peter's apartment is exactly what you would expect for what he can afford in somewhere like new york city um it yes. is horrendous that spider-man has even 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 it. in
0: 2004
1: before housing prices shot up even higher absolutely uh it it, it you know Harry's place was already palatial, but like that glow down is not you know it's 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 rough Peter's not doing wonderful he never is, but you know no. it's whatever uh we we get our our first taste of Alfred Molina as uh Otto Octavius shortly thereafter, and while um while it is a very different performance from what Defoe offered up uh, as uh, Norman Osborn, I will say, I think the casting is just a spot on. I'm a big, 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 big fan of... It's still... Uh, Alfred Molina
0: is very, he's very, very good he, as uh, Octavius. He, I don't like him as much as Willem Defoe.
1: He is another good fit for what Raimi does in terms of that theatrical kind of uh, performance he likes from, like, Spider-Man villains. Uh, we get a lot of great soliloquies. It really helps that he has like the voices in his head thing going on with the with the tentacles. That aspect of it it leads to a lot of like facing the fourth wall, eyes darting back and forth, kind of monologue, which
0: he just he nails. It, yeah, it's very it's very silly and overblown, but you know it's fun. Uh, I, I I enjoy Alfred Molina in this movie. I don't like him as much as Willem Dafoe because I don't think he goes crazy enough. He's a little more understated. Uh, I think the
1: difference there lies in the fact that the characters are inherently different. Before the accident, um, yeah. Otto Octavius, by all accounts, and by what we see in the movie anyway, is just a normal, fine, nice guy. It's the accident that yeah. fucks him up. Whereas with Norman Osborn, before he was huffing goblin gas, he was fucking still a, a horrible, awful father and a raving
0: lunatic. A horrible weirdo. So um,
1: they we, we get our... our Intelligence is a privilege, not a gift. Uh, you know, kind of stuff out of auto at the at the dinner table. He he gets lots of uh, great lines. They discuss Peter's you know brilliant but lazy nature. I really
0: enjoy that Peter gets to like be smart in this scene.
1: Yeah, um, we don't get we, we get a lot of uh, tell not show that Peter is smart. We get some some stuff in the museum sequence at the beginning of the first one. Yeah, we, we it's good seeing him with somebody that's on his level. you know, uh, Willem Defoe not Willem Defoe, but Norman Osborn was a smart guy. But outside of his smarts, he was more, more of a businessman, uh, whereas Otto is genuinely, you know, just, you know, smarter than Peter, even uh, not just as smart, yeah. but smarter. So that's even pre accident to, to get a look at who we know is going to be our villain and see that aspect of him is it's fantastic. Uh Peter understands Otto's, you know, scientific nature and science talk in a way that uh Norman never could. Uh they discuss a lot of things, including Peter's awful love life. And another thing I love that humanizes Otto is that he's one of those dudes that's like, oh poetry. That's the answer. Be all end all. Oh poetry. It's, uh he he says it's more complicated than science, in his opinion. Um which I think is a fun, another fun reflection of his personality. We learn a lot about Otto as like a person way more, way more, way more than we did about Defoe, uh, his, his Norman. Um, it, I, but I feel like, you know, with a sequel, you have to you have to kind of up the ante a little. You have to push your villain. You know what I mean? And uh, they in know. this way, they they really emotionally grow him before he's just a single minded. I need my precious tritium uh, kind of guy.
0: Yeah, I feel, I feel like I feel like he's really good in this pre-arc part. But once he becomes Doctor Octopus, he sort of I don't know, becomes like more one-dimensional.
1: Yeah, definitely. He has a lot of depth to him that's just gone once he becomes a It's just old. it's
0: just gone. And then it comes it comes back at the end. And part of that is because oh, yeah. he becomes more he becomes more of himself. But part of me wishes that he was sort of like a conflicted was more conflicted
1: about it. Yeah, we we do get bits and pieces of that, but never anything substantial.
0: And I feel like part of me is wanting uh, the Doctor Octopus from the PS4 game just because that version of the character is so good. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, a bit of takes on it. Yes, it's just it's just making me w- want PS4 uh, Doc Ock anyway. <laughs>
1: uh, Peter does attempt to go and see Mary Jane's play, but. Uh, he's refused entrance by the doorman uh well let me before i get ahead of myself there is a police encounter on the way i had it written down on a bullet point as some spider-man shit happens um oh hell yeah (laughs) it's it's your average night in new york city uh the fire and machine guns into apartment buildings from the road uh at spider-man uh the whole affair ends up destroying his scooter we get uh poor scooter a cop car flips and almost kills like a dozen people which was you know rough would have been rough imagine if he wasn't there good christ new york sucks uh (laughs) he pulls up and and a really really great scene he pulls up to the the theater where mj's play is happening in the robber's car and is fully aware that it'll be towed i i I always love that scene that's a good joke um but in the end he has refused entrance to the play by the doorman uh and and probably the second best bruce hamble uh well maybe not i don't know the third one's fun but nothing beats, fun no, nothing beats the wrestler if you the the announcer
0: if you ask me that's that's it's, just fun it's, yeah the usher is really fun uh two notes that i have uh one before the scene where he goes to the play uh Peter like, reads poetry in uh, the, the Laundromat. Yeah. La- the laundromat. That's, a, that's a real goober moment. A, cla- oh, yeah. a, a classic goober moment that could only come from Toby Maguire.
1: I like the idea uh, of some guy just sitting in front of his dryer waiting for his shit, and he keeps hearing this grown man whisper to himself, Day by day he
0: gazed upon. And The other one is that uh, the play Mary Jane is in uh, is The Importance of Being Earnest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's a very good argument for why this movie works. Because this whole trilogy is a very earnest thing. It's fun. Uh, Raimi has a habit of being very overt with
1: his, like, literary references like that. Uh, yeah. Ash cutting his hand off and then putting it under the bucket with uh, a farewell to arms on top comes to mind. When he <laughs> when he wants to make that kind of thing clear, he'll put it on the screen in big letters like that. So I think the play name yeah. does kind of does factor into that kind of thing. Um... We get a brief cameo of the original Spider-Man theme song with the violin lady in this movie. Shortly thereafter, and I don't know why, but that that always made me like very happy as a kid. Uh, just a fun side note there. I I always like hearing it pop up. Um, it's all it's
0: always good when they when they do it. They they have it play. I think in the beginning of Homecoming, and I'm like, fuck <laughs> yeah!
1: It's it's a good one. I like it a lot. That 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 had me like in the theater, like oh fuck. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I gave Homecoming a chance. Uh, <laughs> after seeing uh, MJ depart the play with her new man, uh, Peter goes to drown his sorrows with crime fighting, as as you know, as you do. Uh, as you do. But his uh, world-renowned and beloved by all organic web shooters crap out on him. Uh, <laughs> his powers are essentially fading due to the intense psychological conflict that he is experiencing every waking moment of his life.
0: You know what? He wouldn't be in this situation if he had web shooters.
1: Exactly. He'd just be, he'd be a normal guy swinging around with web shooters. He wouldn't
0: be able to crawl up walls, but you know, he could still get around.
1: He, he drags his, his ruined bike home after does he has, a, does he have a fall here? He, I, yeah.
0: Yeah. He fall, he fall uh, He falls and then he goes in the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um,
1: is that the Hal Sparks scene, or is that that's like, the where? Hal Sparks scene? Yeah, wow, Hal Sparks. How are you doing in 2020, dude? <laughs> where <are> you <laughs> been? That you're you what's gonna save 2020 is Hal Sparks. Got cool Spidey outfit. Thanks. Where'd you get it?
0: I made it. Hmm. Looks uncomfortable. It gets kind of itchy. It rides up in the crotch a little bit, too.
1: Um, But yeah, he, he drags his ruined bike past a row of Mary Jane posters. Uh... I want to say this is Peter at his lowest, but it absolutely is I think it's it There's even more <laughs>
0: torment.
1: Uh, I had it written down, and then I crossed it out. That this is Peter at his lowest. He very much worse happens to him later. Um, Peter, uh, he leaves a a voicemail at this point. I think,
0: uh, to Mary Jane, right? Yes. He, he calls her on a public telephone and then says that he's Spider Man. Well, yeah,
1: he the, the call ends and he says, "You know what? I want to tell you I'm Spider Man." And Spider Man. It's the same thing as the laundromat thing. I love the idea of someone at another payphone next to him just listening. Like, what
0: the fuck?
1: Uh, payphones in this movie. For those of you who were a little younger than us, no, I won't get into that. I'm not a. No, not that big Don't
0: anymore. make a fucking payphone uh, joke. <laughs>
1: um peter in this voicemail sounds very 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 wimpy and (laughs) there is a a split amongst the fan base where a lot of people you know they they think who's the better peter and who's the better spider-man out of all these actors and uh, an argument for or rather an argument against Toby's Peter that I hear a lot of times is that, you know, he, he is he for the most part is portrayed as, as this big, sad boy crybaby until literally like the end. No, he's still crying at the end of the third movie. Yeah, I think. he's still crying at the that's, end of the third
0: movie. He's just he's just always like what, that.
1: that. That's what people bring up a lot is that, oh, he's he's very emotional. But like comic Peter very much is an emotional dork. And yeah. And I feel like it's a dis—it's kind of a disservice to the character to be critical about that specific aspect. But I do acknowledge at the same time that yeah, he he cries a lot. And he, while he's not crying I, in this scene, he might yeah, as well it's, be.
0: It's it's not the cr- I, I I agree with a lot of those points uh, with the criticisms of Toby. But uh, I don't think he cries. I'm, I'm not one of those people like he cries all the time. I'm like, fuck it's, it. <laughs> he what I, he does
1: is he nails the fact that Peter is really bad at talking to girls, even this girl. Yes. Um, It's a, it's a poignant soliloquy he gives. There's a lot of soliloquies in this movie. A lot movie. of soliloquies. <laughs> this is a soliloquy-filled movie. From there, we get a great, great, great sequence in the form of the uh, reactor demonstration. Yes. Uh, I absolutely love his stupid, uh, Otto's really stupid uh, rubber band joke the the twenty dollar bills and the rubber band uh yeah. this man can he can talk to a crowd he's he's not like his experiment versus a norman osborne experiment nobody's like stand at the edge of the room like oh god what's this madman gonna do you know uh he, he was a little more respectable in that sense
0: you know he does he does still have it in his apartment
1: <laughs> yeah true true <laughs>
0: um another thing oh, that i love is that uh the robot arms like the mm-hmm. the main Doctor Octopus robot arms, it's just like a side thing compared to like the mini sun project. It's like that's just that's just so that's so funny to me.
1: He shows them both off, but he's clearly like he's a little more chatty about the arms. He's like, "Oh, I'm glad you noticed." He's like, "Oh, <laughs> look at these
0: cool arms I made." Also, I was,
1: I was hoping you would ask. They're Bluetooth compatible. <laughs> uh, so he explains his project. He he is going to essentially construct a mini sun, uh, providing. Untold uh, renewable energy, perhaps uh, for the world, for New York City at the very least. From there, he unveils his his helpers these these tentacles, arms, whatever you want to call them, which translate uh, very well to the screen. I want to say uh, this is where they look really good, really shine. It, it even what sixteen years
0: later, still yeah, even in even not enough. just in the effects, but in like the actual dis- like the art design of them. They look really good. I think I think they're my favorite versions of the arms because there's like so many different versions of the arms, like the ones in the PS4 game and the ones in like the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon. I want to say your average comic book depiction
1: of them is like a really long hot dog shape. It's rounded at the end, you know?
0: Yes. These
1: goofy little like semicircle pincers on the end that are like just a little grabby shelf thing. Um,
0: I I like I like the coloring of them. It looks it look they look really good
1: theoretically, I, we know one does, but maybe all four have, like, a six-inch stiletto blade in the middle of them for
0: some reason. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the the arms weird. just do what
1: the arms need to do. Maybe he added that later when he was a villain. He found it on the ground, and he was like, I'm gonna put that in
0: my... It's like, like, oh, let me do this. <laughs>
1: um, so he unveils the arms, which are going to aid in the experiment. Uh, You know, fun modernization of the whole costume, pretty much. Uh, they, they It translates very well. It's not the goofy green boiler suit with the yellow shoulder pads uh it, yes. you know it, it, when you adapt to these kinds of costumes there's a lot of ways to go about it the green goblin was one way it was very tactical this was a lot more it was realistic without forsaking the goofiness of the comics it's that's a good way to put it
0: we're, we're, as as we're gonna as we're gonna find out through these movies uh it's very hard to make a costume look both good on screen like on a human being uh and be accurate to the comics they they spend a lot of time throughout these movies trying to get that balance right
1: it's a fine line uh, you
0: got to walk it's a, it's a, it, you got to you got to they they have to you have to work you have to have a really good designer if you want it to work properly
1: the uh, the arms are AI powered, but there is a neural link inhibitor chip uh, at the base of at, at the top of it, at the base of Otto's neck. Um, with all of that said and in mind, uh, the the experiment itself is is powered by a resource called tritium, which I'm fairly certain is a real thing. Uh, I, don't I don't think know. it is. I I who knows? Uh,
0: Google probably does. Uh, it is real yeah it could be who knows it's It's a radioactive isotope of hydrogen though i I don't think it comes in like golden geometric spheres yeah
1: maybe they had that like custom pressed that could be (laughs) who knows uh there's only
0: 23 pounds of it on the whole planet uh
1: the money for all of this is uh being fronted by oscorp
0: uh which
1: harry reminds us like four times i think so the the reaction occurs it's it's a demonstration going on and auto kind of refuses to, to pump the brakes on this and the reaction kind of destabilizes. It's, it's much stronger than can be controlled. And, uh, the destabilization of it causes, uh, this surge of power that, uh, essentially if it had gone uncontained, could have taken out a, a sizable chunk of the district of New York that it was in. What it ends up doing is, uh, I don't know if anyone else is injured, but, uh, Rosie, Mrs. Octopus, suffers a very, very awful Raimi death. Uh, We get a great, that great shot of the glass flying at her with a (laughs) reflection. I want to say she's the only fatality or injury, which I think she
0: is. I think she's the only fatality. Yeah, that fucking sucks. For
1: anyone else, that would be a serious hubris, like, okay, wow, I should stop thing, but not. and it it just and it just
0: uh, and it destroys the very fragile inhibitor chip like why would you have that thing so exposed if it's like made of glass and like easy to break uh,
1: i should mention spider-man does uh in fact for the most part save the day here uh that not only does the reaction it doesn't just stop on its own he he has to show up and yank some cords some giant comical big plug cords out of the wall with uh, yeah big plugs Uh, He saves Harry's life again. Uh, Well, I I guess that would be the first time, not again, but.
0: Yeah, this is the first time he saves Harry's life. This doesn't change anything. And I'm like, fuck you. He he embarrassed me
1: by touching me or whatever he says. Like, okay, man, Spider-Man just saved you. Whatever. All right, cool. Um, it says
0: my favorite line in the movie. I have nothing left except Spider-Man.
1: Mm-hmm. That's 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 us right now, man. <laughs> that's <awesome>. us. <laughs> um, but yeah, great, great sequence there, uh, which I'm fairly sure or fairly certain rather goes right into the uh, his surgery. They're they're attempting to separate, I believe, Dr. Octopus from his appendages. Uh, he. Not he, but the tentacles uh, kill all of the attending staff in a very Evil Dead sequence right down
0: to a snap zoom on a chainsaw. It, it it's, Yeah, it's great. Espe- especially this year, these past the, this year and last year, I watched the Evil Dead movies and this is it made me realize how good the sequence is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can tell even if you have no other knowledge of Raimi, you're like, wow, this guy could do horror movies. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's very, it's very good. It's very, like, and it's like so silly too. Like when she like scratches her nails on the ground. Yeah, yeah. She gets
1: pulled away. It's, it's very, it's very classic. Anybody sense.
0: take shop class?
1: Otto escapes the scene and uh, realizing what he's, you know, what he's done and what he's become, he flees to what is it, a Partially sunken cathedral?
0: Uh, like an abandoned. Doc, yeah, just, just yeah. Out, out out in New York Harbor. It's yeah, like, okay. Fat stained glass window on it. Uh, yeah, it's, just some, it's just some abandoned warehouse. But it's home. It's home. It's home. Live, laugh, love on the <laughs> wall. <laughs> <laughs> Otto, Otto gets his arms to put up a little live, laugh, love sign on the corner.
1: We get an, another Daily Bugle sequence. Uh, Dr. Octopus News is breaking. This is where he is dubbed Dr. Octopus by Jameson. And we get a great little uh, Doctor Strange name drop, which is super, super relevant. And uh, at the time of recording, uh, at this point, you know, the directors drop and change like flies. And I'm dreading the day this could change. But at this time of recording, Sam Raimi is attached to the Doctor Strange sequel uh is is gonna be fucking dope that has tell. a lot of people's heads buzzing the possibilities what could happen other than the new spider-man movie that's coming out
0: which yes. i'm obviously gonna say yes yes this yes. is the only other mcu movie that i'm interested in it's, it's like fuck yeah yeah
1: I'll, I'll be there for that i'll just you know i'll <laughs> i will be in the in the theater for anything raimi does ever even if it sucks so yeah count me in <laughs> Uh, we get a great a great sequence where uh, Aunt May is attempting to get refinancing done for the house. Correct. Yes. Uh, she wants to get. She's listed all of her, you know, collateral, her assets, all of that, and it is still not enough to get Joel McHale to uh, pre hair
0: pre hair plug Joel McHale.
1: Yeah, looking looking very Alton Browny with his with his hairline in this movie. Uh, no offense, Alton Brown, love you. Love you, King. With that said, this is uh, some some serious Parker luck, more, maybe more Parker timing. They happen to be there at the exact moment. Doctor Octopus is there to uh, steal
0: gigantic it? bags some, of gold uh, coin. Get
1: up, you know, like they have in a vault with, behind a big cartoon vault door in a bank.
0: What's yeah, what, like pirate this? doubloons. Sam <laughs> Me
1: thinks in his head. Okay, what happens at the bank? They got a big vault, and behind that vault is gold coins and big bags with a dollar. Sam Raimi has never been
0: into a bank before.
1: <laughs> he doesn't know what's inside he, of all. He had investors pay for Evil Dead 1. He didn't go to the bank and get a loan. He He's like,
0: know. oh, well, I mean, I've seen a couple Looney Tunes cards. They probably got gold in there, right? I've
1: probably been paying for years as big of I gold. Pay Bruce,
0: it's Spanish gold. <laughs> well, uh, you know,
1: Peter's not going to take that kind of thing lying down because he happens to, you know, be Spider-Man and all. So they, uh, there's a great, fantastic indoor action sequence there for a while. A lot of table flinging, a lot of, uh, a lot of. Quips. Yeah, absolutely. Peter is nowhere to be seen. We get a great quip from Joel McHale about what a hero the boy is.
0: Um, maybe but, he was going to get the cops, you know? Yeah, maybe.
1: Uh, maybe he was throwing up in the bathroom, you know, whatever. Had a
0: nervous breakdown.
1: Uh, Peter and. Doc Ock take the fight outside, and at one point, uh, Aunt May is taken as collateral. Um, Great, great performance from Rosemary Harris throughout this whole thing. Uh, Surprisingly good, actually. Uh, She beats Dr. Octopus upside the head with the umbrella in slow motion, uh, preventing him from spearing Peter through the face and or chest with a giant knife.
0: We get the classic Butterfingers line.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's
0: our icon on Twitter. It's great.
1: You well, know, it's iconic, fairly. Um, d- she dangles from a building for a while. Uh, her entire opinion of Spider-Man changes after this scene, uh, which I, I always felt was a good character growth moment. Uh, she was kind of against, not not against him, against him, but she always kind of had like a, oh, stay away from Spider-Man thing about her. My only, um, my only problem with that is that they don't really establish that. I think it's brought up like once. They, br- they bring she them up at the beginning. beginning like, you're taking pictures of him.
0: They bring it up at the beginning of this movie. Like, she doesn't talk about it at all in the first movie. Yeah. It's like, oh okay, that's kind of sudden.
1: I feel like they could have done a
0: little something with that. They could have done a better job with it. But anyway. And
1: it's weirdly characterized, too, because, like, Spider-Man obviously saved Mary Jane at the end of One. So it, And Aunt May likes and speaks to Mary Jane often. So you would think, like, oh,
0: well, you know... <laughs> Anyway, this, 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 whole, this whole sequence, Aunt May is kind of like really like silly for some reason. Like she's yeah. like hanging onto that umbrella and she lands and she thanks the statue. She's it's got like, a
1: manic depression uh, going on because she didn't it, get the toaster.
0: Yeah, and like, it's, it, Aunt May is kind of weird in this movie. She's really good in some parts, but she's also really weird in others.
1: She was on new old people medicine. You could
0: say that about lots of the characters in this movie.
1: <laughs> Very true. Very true. So from uh, so so Otto, you know, I believe you know he doesn't escape with any. No one dies. I don't. I don't think he doesn't murder straight up murder anybody. He doesn't murder anybody, anybody does. but he, he
0: does get money.
1: He does secure the funds he needs to build another sun generator. Well, most of the A
0: bigger generator. one because because the his
1: octopus arms told him to. It's New York, man. That kind of thing happens all the time. Son of Sam. <laughs> my, I'm evil
0: because my octopus arms told me to.
1: So we uh, are then directed to the banquet scene in honor of J. Jonah Jameson Jr. Uh, I, I don't think it was for anything specific. I think it was just, hey, isn't he great kind of thing? Was it his birthday? Was it? I, I, I
0: don't know. They call him They call him the handsome, the heroic, the delicious. Yeah. Like What the fuck?
1: It was 2004. You know, maybe they were recording for E or something. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Um, it is a hell of a a one-two punch of like emotional like Peter's having a bad time Peter has
0: a horrible awful time
1: Um,
0: this is where this is where Peter finds out that Mary Jane is uh, his boss's girlfriend which (laughs) he's getting getting cucked by his boss's son
1: yeah Uh, Harry is there and he is drunk I I think James Franco could have even been
0: drunk uh, during this he, and you know, we did talk about in the last episode they do hate each other. So maybe, maybe some some reality came out there. Could be uh, cinema, he, cinema verite.
1: He immediately launches into a fuck Spider-Man spiel as soon as he gets Yo, near Spider-Man. Peter. Uh, Peter has to, you know, take pictures the whole night. Uh, he's denied hors d'oeuvres. Uh, he, like, boils internally when watching uh, MJ, you know, walk around with this new guy. And uh, she makes a lot of, like, conflicted faces at him, which is, like, Mary Jane's entire character throughout this movie. They're never on the same page in this movie, ever.
0: Peter and MJ have this conversation, and it sucks. It's it's (laughs) horrible. MJ, MJ is, like, constantly... I don't know. It's just...
1: They're both. She's better talking better about better how like better she's better talking better. about
0: like how like she doesn't know him, and then Peter's like constantly quoting poetry like an idiot. <laughs> I don't like the way either of them act in this yeah, scene. They're, it's they're like both, what the fuck is happening?
1: They're both they have too much going on for each other, I think. This,
0: at that this whole this whole movie is like a romantic will they won't they. And it just sucks. I don't like it. I don't like how Mary Jane is written in this movie.
1: Yeah, that, like I said, maybe you can chalk that up to like that number of men writing a woman in this. movie. I guess.
0: And, and part of it, I think, I read somewhere that uh, Sam Raimi, he's a, he's a big comic fan, but to simplify things, he, like, combined the characters of Mary Jane and Gwen and also Liz Allen, I guess the high school stuff, and combined them into one, like, amalgamation character. Uh, and you can really tell, because she doesn't really act like Mary Jane Watson in a lot of these scenes.
1: We're talking about the same man that made a movie, Evil Dead One, where Linda, his girlfriend, is a character, and then she's a totally different character in the next movie. You know, by it's like,
0: yeah. Had, I, it's I don't like thing. I don't like what they I don't like what they do to Mary Jane Watson in the Raimi trilogy. I don't it, it, think she's over it.
1: It could have been a lot better. Uh, it could have been a
0: lot better, but I just I just don't like the way that she acts.
1: Mary Jane reveals that everyone has seen the play except peter uh even her awful
0: caricature of a father uh, yes well he didn't see it he went back to get money but he was there he uh, was there.
1: Uh, i'm sure norman would have seen it if norman was alive you know if, if
0: Nor- the ghost of norman osborne saw it i've seen her play spider-man <laughs> the ghost of uncle ben saw it
1: <laughs> he was in the empty seat
0: uh, it was, yes, that's <laughs> why so the seat was empty. He had to leave it for his dead uncle.
1: So Harry slapped him across the face twice in <laughs> possibly one of the most awkward scenes in any of these movies. Everyone's just watching this happen, and he just sits there and takes it, even though Peter could throw this man into the sun if he wanted to. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just...
0: Yeah, con- he just conga, conga line in front of him.
1: Uh, in the immediate aftermath of that, MJ and... Uh, J. Jonah Jameson Jr. reveal that they are in- I just call him
0: the astronaut guy, because he's like a complete nothing character. I
1: have, I have him written as J.J.J. Jr. every time.
0: J.J.J.J.R. Uh, Peter
1: is in absolute shambles after all of this. He has to, like, take the photograph of of this happening in front of him, this giant emotional cuckolding he's experiencing. Yeah,
0: and then, and then, and then, and then he's like, I'm getting married to Mary Jane Watson, and then it's like, oh, yeah... Take that picture, Parker! Take that picture, Parker!
1: Um, he he tries, you know. Once all is said and done, and he gets to go home, uh, his powers fail on him again. Uh, we we have you know this this great framing device of him uh falling down alleyways multiple times. Um,
0: what was with alleyways? This guy.
1: I wonder, you know, maybe nitpicky. I don't know, but like, if he's losing his powers, shouldn't falling from a skyscraper to the ground hurt much more than it has in these?
0: Yeah, I mean, I he know. does. He does have slightly accelerated healing. I mean, uh,
1: I maybe he got lucky once in his life. Who knows? Uh, meanwhile, during all of this, Otto has gotten very busy reconstructing his experiment via his smoking, a, smoking a cigar, a true dude's rock moment absolutely uh he's wearing is he wearing sunglasses at this point or is we still have the goggles on
0: he's wearing i think yeah i think he's wearing sunglasses
1: yeah he he decided um you know god forgive me I'm back to the old me uh, <laughs> uh oh, lord forgive me but it's time to go back to the old me he we get little you know cuts here and there of his exposition he's building his shit he's talking to himself uh peter c is a doctor who is wearing a Grateful Dead T-shirt under his uh, doctor coat? I noticed that for the first time this watch through. Uh,
0: yeah, he's wearing like a tie-dye shirt, and he basically just says that he's Spider-Man. He, and he and he like and he try, he tries to backtrack it like, oh, my friend who is it? he? Everybody, yeah. everybody in this movie knows that Peter is Spider-Man, except for like his close friends.
1: I love how they give this character this 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 doctor this nothing character. He's wearing a tie dye shirt and he like sits down like a cool doctor next to Peter when they talk and we never see or hear about him ever again. I hope that di-
0: I hope that I hope that doctor's doing all right.
1: Yeah. Was he a family doctor? Was he Peter's doctor when he was a scrawny nerd and he's like, "Wow, Peter, now your heart beats exactly perfect and you're muscly and you can jump 15 feet in the air. You're you're doing great, dude." Like,
0: yeah, this guy totally knows he's
1: Spider-Man. Yes, no. Your blood work says uh you're part spider. What's up with that?
0: Everybody knows Peter is Spider-Man, except for the people who don't need to know that he's Spider-Man. We get uh phenomenal nod
1: to the uh well, not just a nod, but a straight up shot for shot uh recreation of
0: the uh the classic Spider-Man no more. This Earth. this whole scene is really fantastic. It's he has like a conversation with Uncle Ben in his head,
1: great, great uh, Cliff Robertson uh, dream sequence kind of thing. Yes, um, visibly older, visibly older, uh, but you know, we no one can help that. Uh, th- th- he expounds on the, those principles that that he wanted to drive into Peter: honesty and fairness and justice. Uh, and Peter kind of
0: denies him and rejects him. It's very, it's very <laughs> biblical. This whole, this, it's this... probably the best. It's probably the best acting Toby McGuire does in this whole movie. yeah, I like to absolutely. I like to make I like to make fun of him because it's funny. Uh, but this is like the best acting he does yeah, in this movie. Credit, credit in the whole, credit. in the whole
1: trilogy the, 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 you can see the pain in his eyes when he tells him no you know what I He mean, does a really good can't.
0: job in this scene
1: he 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 knows he's been given a gift, and you see him struggle with the idea of putting it on the shelf. Uh, yes. but with that being said, uh, after he denies this, this burden and this curse and this dream, he chooses to be Peter, and his life immediately improves
0: in every conceivable way. Time for the best scene in the movie. Raindrops, Raindrops keep uh, falling on my head. head. Eat that hot dog.
1: <laughs> he he's excelling at school. Uh, he needs glasses again, but you know they're not they're not quite Chris Chan glasses. He's 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 handsome enough in them. Uh, he kind of fixes his bike. He maybe commits like a insurance fraud or something when he drops him a tire on someone's car on accident. Who knows? Uh, he's actively choosing to not follow cop cars to active gunfire anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, he like he, he doesn't he doesn't
0: have to follow every cop car. Like, not all cops are going to like crimes and stuff. So Peter, yeah. Peter is just like. I don't know. He, I guess he's like self-sabotaging himself as Spider-Man. He even
1: attends MJ's play does. Uh, over overjoying her to the point of forgetting her lines. Uh, you know, that's that's a seed they planted is that uh, MJ is a is an actress of quality, but gets bad reviews. I, I can't imagine that helped her forgetting lines, you know, and, and the importance of being earnest. Who knows? Who knows? Um they, you know, they 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 catch up. Peter tries to, in a very un-Peter kind of way, he kind of tries to hound in on her, and she has to like remind him she's engaged. Um, Punch I me, I
0: bleed. Saying, another weird I, Peter line.
1: Yeah, like you, I've seen you bleed even when you were Spider-Man, dude. Like that. Yeah, you, this you, bled, you You still bleed.
0: All of the romantic conversations between Peter and MJ feel very off. Mm-hmm. They're not good. <laughs>
1: And, like, I like to believe Spider-Man believes in the sanctity of marriage and wouldn't try to like horn in on an engaged woman, but he clearly does. And it's multiple like it's times. it's
0: it's like, why is Peter acting like this?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, understand why
0: I understand why Mary Jane is acting like this, but why is Peter acting like this?
1: Yes, exactly. Peter, you know, he he's unlucky in love, but he's also not like lecherous. it's, I don't know. it's
0: just really weird
1: at, at least, like, it's not whatever Spider-Man reboot we're going to get in 50 years where he's in a polycule or something. Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Just give it time. Holy shit. Oh my God. (laughs) Peter Parker in a (laughs) polycule. Oh, uh, we're having an open relationship, but that, he gets cucked that, by the green that'll, goblin.
1: it will be the next, like, black cat story. I don't know. Oh,
0: my God. Why would you put that idea in my head?
1: <laughs> no, some, some Marvel executive is going to hear this now, and I'm going to get an email next Marvel week. Marvel
0: Executive 2072. we got to put Peter Parker <laughs> in a polycule.
1: <laughs> it's what the kids think is hip. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, Peter Peter wants to to choose MJ, but uh, she says it's too late. Uh, and he goes on this spiel about how he's different and he's changed, which is something you can always believe when a man says
0: it. She says, uh, I've, "I'm changed. I'm different." And he goes on this weird spiel. And then like MJ is like, "No, I'm gonna get married in a church." Blah 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 blah. And she gets in the taxi, and then she's like, <laughs> and she's like, and then she's like, "You have changed." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> What what note are we huh? trying to end this on?
1: You know, like, I'm so confused. Why are she why are they written like this? She's sending some very mixed spidey signals. And and
0: we're gonna oh my god. Very mixed spidey signals. Uh and obviously that's gonna completely fuck up the ending of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 We'll get there when we get there. <laughs>
1: Women are the ultimate mystery, especially if you're trying to write them. I guess so. So from there, we get uh, a very, I I don't know if I want to call it, like maybe this isn't it picky of me. I don't know. A garbage man brings J. Jonah Jameson the actual real life Spider-Man suit, right? Presumably there's like not that many that he has. It's from the trash can. Not only does J. Jonah Jameson go, okay, this is one from a trash can. I'm going to buy it even though it's, you know, this could be anything. This could be some smelly, like cosplay somebody got rid of out of out of a hotel, but he buys it for a hundred fucking dollars. And you would think, like, God, that has to be more, right? It had to be worth. Peter Jameson is a cheapskate. Well, I, I I understand that, but if I were the garbage man, I would have gone. Okay, well, I'm fucking taking it to anywhere. I know he name drops eBay, but like, do you realize what this is, right? I, I could go anywhere with this and get thousands. Just yeah, say the, the word. Go to the fucking
0: New York Times.
1: Yeah, they were the like the Post something, the,
0: the New York Post. I feel, I feel like the Daily Bugle is like the Marvel version of the New York Post.
1: That's the plot of the Post Two with Tom Hanks and uh, the, the Post. The Spider Man costume when <laughs> they have decide or not to buy it. I love the deleted scene. Uh, is it in Spider Man Two Point One? I know uh, I never watched Spider Man no Two Point One. I have no clue. Yeah, that, that deleted scene of jay Jonah Jameson wearing the suit and like, you know, that's really great. Around on his desk and stuff. That's 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 good. I've never seen 2.1 either. That that'd be fun to check out someday. The only thing I know about it besides that is it is a different take of Mr. Aziz's Go. He's st- he still yells that, but it's not that exact go. It's bizarre. Um <laughs> New York is clamoring for the return of Spider-Man. Um the headlines about it even, uh Later in the movie, we get a, a headline saying that crime is up seventy five percent, and they're I like, think...
0: "Where is Spider Man?" And I'm like, "What do you do? what? Uh, uh.
1: <laughs> Where do you think you, you you all you did was write newspaper articles about how much he sucks all day?" Uh, Peter passes a mugging in progress and does nothing, which is you know kind of like the ultimate like not not the lowest point or anything, but like the most not himself. I think he's he is he's, he's starting
0: he's starting to realize that maybe he should. Change his mind.
1: He he needs to keep doing. The I can't have what I want thing because he's been given this you know this responsibility. Ooh, and then ooh, ooh. I think Peter and uh, Aunt May have that
0: conversation next.
1: Yeah, uh, Peter admits the role that he played in Uncle Ben's demise, and he explains to Aunt May. He doesn't outright say, "I wrestled Bonesaw." <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> he leaves enough out that it's still the truth. But that, it, that he's that he's hold, he's holding back. This is a really really good scene.
1: Um, he he admits his uh, his deception, I guess, for lack of a better word, and uh, May retires for the night. Just absolute devastating. Yeah, this acting. is this Devancy. is a really
0: really good scene.
1: Just just you really buy them as a family unit.
0: I think absolutely. Rosemary Harris is very good. When when she, when she gets the opportunity to be really good, she's really good. You you buy her heartbreak. Yes. I think in
1: this scene, uh, she actually seems not disappointed, but like
0: repulsed at Peter. Yeah, and scene. like Peter, I, I, I feel I feel really bad for both of them because like mm-hmm. Peter's like trying to like express this, like I'm really sorry, like I don't, like he feels obviously horrible about it, but then also at the same time, Aunt May is like, oh shit, it, it like uh, it's, it's really very well done
1: scene, yeah. It's a bummer, but it's it's beautiful. Uh, Otto, good old Doc Ock. He's he's not really Otto really anymore. he he he, he doesn't have the full on you know transition of mental state into into Doctor Octopus or anything. But he he is what he is now. Yeah, he's just silly Octopus uh, Man now. He visits Harry to obtain more precious tritium, and uh, Harry says that he will provide it in return for Spider Man. He at first wants him dead, but then he changes his mind and uh, asks it for him alive. Harry is such a little shithead. He's awful. Uh, Peter, uh, we get a great sequence where uh, Peter encounters a burning, is it an apartment building? Yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, he, he hears there's a child on the second floor, I believe, stuck. Yes. Uh, great special effects sequence, by the way. Uh i i i have a hard time telling what of it is a set and what is like uh like digital you know enhancement because i a I lot of a lot it. of
0: really great scenes back to back to back
1: yeah yeah uh this is the score in this scene i wanted to make a special note of too it's very very hair raising very uh um, they
0: they, re- they they reuse a lot of the same score uh from the first movie but it's still really good
1: oh yeah no elfman uh solid choice uh I think it blows my mind. He's the same guy from Oingo Boingo. You know what I mean? Like if David Byrne made a score for a movie, would it be this good? I don't know. I'd love to see David Byrne's Spider-Man score, but that's another <sighs> another universe. Who knows? I guess so. Uh, Peter does end up rescuing the child. Um, it seems a little... Does, does Is he using his powers in this scene? Because he hoists the kid pretty easy, and he makes some pretty long jumps. So I'm not sure take yeah to i don't is. I don't
0: know I don't know whether that's the heightened reality or if that's if that's Peter using his powers
1: he's either getting them back or like he's subconsciously like ready to get them back, I think is the takeaway. I don't know it's
0: it's it's either one of those anyway this scene is really good
1: it's great. He gets the kid out he has to you know hit some oxygen on the way out because he inhaled a bunch of smoke and he overhears that someone on an upper floor uh, did not make it out uh strikes a real sour chord within him, and that's really he good. He like he did good enough, but not, you know, it gets taken not, from him. Not right what he right could there. have done. Yeah, after the fact, being the worst part of it. Yes, uh gives a great. I think it's is he talking to himself? I don't remember. Or he's yes, just, he's, he's like, a, do
0: I not get to have what I want?
1: The the what I want, the what I need soliloquy. So many goddamn soliloquies. Lots of fucking
0: soliloquies. <laughs>
1: it's it's experience man it is uh we get some great character stuff from uh the ditkovich daughter bringing him uh cake and milk just just hanging out just vibing uh she brings him a message from ditkovich's
0: daughter has like a horribly obvious crush on peter and it's really cute
1: yeah which is like i it's i get it but it's also interesting like like him? You know what and it's I mean? Like, Dude, forget Mary Jane. Hook up with her. She's right there. Yeah. Dude, this is rebound. Stop, stop, simping, you know I mean? for, stop simping
0: for Mary Jane.
1: <laughs> Peter needs modern dating advice. Exactly.
0: <laughs> We're on God, Peter Parker, we are going to get you some pussy.
1: <laughs> my, my homie in the corner there thinks you're cute. It's Peter Parker.
0: <laughs> Yo, my, my boy <laughs> Peter thinks you're cute. Yeah, he's a little
1: shy. <laughs> he's,
0: he's a little shy. God
1: damn. Anyway, um, she brings a message from Aunt May. Uh, Peter goes to see her, and she has decided to move from the Parker homestead to a smaller apartment. Uh, she's packing up, uh, you know, getting stuff ready. There's some little neighbor kid down the street that, you know, Peter's like, oh my God, I'm an old man now. The, the child is large. You know, typical kinds <laughs> of coming home when you're older kind of stuff uh another
0: another really great aunt may scene
1: uh the little neighbor boy asks after spider-man knowing that peter is the the bugle photographer that aunt may probably never shuts up about you know uh and and pete kind of relents a little bit both internally and like outwardly he's like i don't know you know spider-man you know uh may does give a great speech it's You you can tell she spent a lot of time around Ben Parker.
0: Too few characters out there, flying around like that, saving old girls like me. Lord knows, kids like Henry need a hero. Courageous, self-sacrificing people, setting examples for all of us. Everybody loves a hero. People line up for them, cheer them, scream their names, and years later they'll tell how they stood in the rain for hours just to get a glimpse of the one who taught him to hold on a second longer.
1: Aunt May gives a very, very rousing uh, Ben-esque speech. You know, uh, it, it, it causes Peter to relent enough to, like, he decides he needs to his resume his career, so to speak. And uh, after, you know, he makes that decision, he internalizes it, uh, more or less his powers essentially return to him in full force after he... What uh, what is specifically you so say he needs to learn how to focus on what he wants? Yeah, not not the, quite,
0: because then he falls down and hits his back yeah. on a car.
1: Which fun fact, not you know, not quite a trivia fun fact, but a plot fun fact, that car he hits is a Ford Focus. Nice. I, I I'm not sure if that was on purpose or not, but I, I think it's funny, either way. Uh we get this weird scene uh, at MJ's apartment where she wants to replicate the kiss with uh, J. Joe, J J J Junior. Uh, he visibly is like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, it's what, it, what are we the, doing? Number one,
0: number one, the astronaut guy. I don't think he's a good actor. I, for uh, the
1: longest time, I thought he was Billy Crudup from Big Fish, and Doctor Manhattan. Oh my god! Because he, but then he, I just realized no, he just looks. He kind of just looks like that. And like,
0: if MJ is like still thinking about peter and still thinking about spider-man it's like does she even like this guy it, he, he's just you know some guy it's like i don't want to sound i don't want to sound like a crazy person but like they had, but part they of this close to getting married right like oh my god yeah like i don't want to be i don't want i don't want to sound like a crazy person but part of me feels like mj just sort of hooked up with the astronaut just to just to get back at peter like, that's a really weird way of thinking about it, but like it that's mean, just how so, it feels. It,
1: there's no astronaut for Peter to hook up with, you know? Like it's it's a revenge opportunity.
0: Yeah, it's like it's. She just feels re- she feels off. She doesn't feel like Mary Jane Watson. That's she my just, problem uh, with her. She got interview.
1: caught up in a rebound that went too far. Is all it is, I suppose. <laughs> and she just like didn't say no. She was like okay. She um she calls Peter to meet up, uh, possibly reconcile. Um, we get a great little more emotional, terse, tense dialogue between the two. Um, Peter backtracks, like, as soon as MJ is ready. Like, like...
0: Again, again, with just,
1: the will they, won't they? I'm gonna go crazy. Her timing. Just, you know. He, he tells her that he doesn't love her, and it's really unconvincing. He He's like, you know, I, I don't love you.
0: Uh it's just it's just it. it, this this will they want that makes me want to tear my hair out it's like
1: come on yeah especially like knowing like we can all even if you've never seen this movie like you know how it ends you can you can take a pretty strong guess i don't know it's been set up enough anyway but uh she asks him for a kiss to figure i think internally I think it was a, like, let's make sure he's Spider Man kind of thing. Cause she does that little like.
0: Yeah. And it's like, it's like, kiss me, even though I'm engaged to this <laughs> astronaut man. It's like, what the fuck?
1: Before I fully give up on you, let me determine if you're Spider Man or not. Uh, Otto decides that Peter hasn't been reading enough poetry and throws a car through the window to protest this union. The rubble, you know, kind of settles and he demands from Peter a date with Spider Man to, you know, Hang out well taking MJ. You, me,
0: schoolyard, noon. We're gonna fight.
1: <laughs> I want to fight Spider-Man, and I'm taking your girlfriend as my bargaining chip. Uh,
0: MJ gets kidnapped again. Again,
1: yeah, for the not the last time either in her life. Not <laughs> the you know, last time. This is just another Tuesday for MJ Watson. <sighs> uh, we, get a, we get a great uh, rubble throw off. From, from Spider-Man, from Peter. Yes. Great, great glasses dropping and breaking scene while the elfman sore swells.
0: Just, just classic shit. Uh, Gets his powers back, it's fucking awesome. Swings by
1: the bugle, steals his suit back from Jonah, with a phenomenal, phenomenal you know, uh, moment from him. There's some great lines there, his little come to God over, oh uh, man I uh, Spider-Man
0: fucking rules, and I never noticed. <laughs> And then when he when he uh he's like I want Spider Man and they spin to the he's back newspaper that shit gives me goosebumps every time it's fucking amazing it's timeless it's it's like yeah and then it immediately transitions into probably the best scene in the movie yeah uh it's 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 the train sequence ladies and gentlemen it's the fucking train sequence uh, they
1: they meet for this fight and really the main thing I have circled around here is they beat
0: the piss out of each other um. I feel I feel like I've I feel like I've been ragging too much on this movie, but this scene is just it, as good as people say it, it is. It
1: has a lot going for it, but it does have some some turds mixed in with the Raisinettes, you know. It it, it is it, it this this train scene is just as good as people say no, it is. No, for sure. It uh uh it, it's frankly it's probably the most iconic action sequence in all three of these movies. Uh,
0: yeah, definitely. Absolutely.
1: It uh I think this fight goes harder than any fight in any of the movies, too. I know Peter's pretty messed up by the end of the first fight with the, at, 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 at the climax of the first movie. But the way that him and Doc Ock beat on each other in this movie...
0: They beat the, the fuck stuff. out of each but other. It's so <laughs>
1: intensely personal. It's not even, like, close. Um... Uh, Otto, essentially, he he breaks the acceleration on this train and uh, a- after a good amount of, of, you know, back and forth slapping each other around, he just kind of bounces after breaking the accelerator. Um, yeah. Peter gets on top of the train, you know, attempts to stop it through a various, you know, couple different ways, gets his face burned and has to rip off his mask in front of an entire train load of New Yorkers. Uh, and decides the only way to stop this train is going to be through physics uh, and using his webs as a like a delayed series over a, a many many buildings of a delayed series of dragnets. nets. Um, so he he does this. He he manages to stop the train. He,
0: he makes a bunch of very silly faces.
1: Some really really gif worthy faces. Um, I, I feel like more people have seen that. people that even haven't have seen the movie have seen the gifs. I think. It's a very silly face. It's a good face. Uh, Inspired a million YouTube poops, probably. Uh, Peter saves the day. But at the at the cost of like literally every ounce of energy in his body, he's been like double crucified, pretty much. Um,
0: Speaking of crucified. Yeah,
1: he he falls. He's caught by the citizens who who carry him over their shoulders backwards. They They they
0: do a full Jesus carry. It's like a little two on the
1: head. He's a giant capital T. His arms are out to the side, and like, there's literally like an angel choir, elfman. It's, like, it's oh. not. It's not. It's
0: not quite as bad as Man of Steel when he yeah. flies backwards, but yeah. it's it's getting there.
1: It, it, it's it's not subtle, is is what I'll say. No, it's not, and it doesn't try to be. Uh, you know, the citizens pull him in. Uh, they put Spider Christ down on the ground and lay him to rest, and he awakes. He has that great little moment where he touches his face and realizes oh fuck in a very 2020 moment he realizes he's not wearing his
0: mask on public transportation uh (laughs) i do i do like when that guy is like oh he's 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 just a kid he's no older than my son i'm like he looks 35 (laughs) my son's a kid he's in the basement all day playing Fortnite. he's 40 (laughs) he's he's playing quake 2 land parties with his friends that's all he ever does (laughs)
1: Uh some some lovely fantastic New Yorker children hand him his mask back and they they all swear to secrecy. Uh, only the kids swear to secrecy, by the way. None of the none of the train people did, so they can take their story to the view. <laughs> <could> t- <laughs> but uh it, it, the victory is fleeting though, because uh, Doc Ock returns moments later and uh, returns to collect Peter, this this weakened specimen before him. He disappears with him. And within he, he now Otto is capable of keeping a twenty nine minute delivery promise and brings Peter back to the Osborne mansion where, uh, you know, he pieces out with the tritium. Otto is really, if anything, in this movie, he's punctual. He, he shows up, he does what he does and he leaves. You know and what? It's
0: just like, like a Batman disappearing act. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Very, very Batman. Uh Otto, uh, he's gone. Uh, Harry grabs his you know ornate dagger that he leaves on a stand..: in the just room. You know, the rit- lifestyles of the
0: rich and famous. You know, you know, the dagger
1: you keep in your.: I'm
0: Robin Leach. We, we're going to look at the daggers of the rich and famous.
1: The Osborne dagger is most known for its large <laughs> ruby hilt.:
0: Crafted of the finest 28 karat gold. The Osborne dagger.
1: Solid Goblinium. <laughs> Uh, Harry, he's got Spider-Man on the couch. He pulls the knife. He unmasks him, and son of a bitch, it's Peter Parker. Oh whoever, my God! Whoever would have guessed? Except everybody. Who would have known? Get a great gasp and back up from him. And he he right before Peter leaves, Harry goes, "You killed my dad." And instead of saying, "Actually, no, I didn't," that uh, I can explain that and and defend myself with evidence. Here's what happened, Peter. What does he say? <laughs>
0: He says, there are, there are things bigger than you and me. And it's like, why the fuck did you not just tell him? Does he even know his dad was the Green Goblin? I don't think he knows it until the end of the movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Peter. Like,
0: why the fuck? You know what? I need to retract so my earlier
1: statement. It's not that Peter doesn't know how to talk to girls. It's that Peter doesn't know how to talk. Peter doesn't want to talk to anyone in this movie. (laughs) Even his best friend who like this should be night and day, like super easy to talk to about. It's like, come on, dude. (laughs) On his way out, uh, Peter puts two and two together about the tritium deal and, uh, takes his ass to Otto's lair, his, his, his sunken sanctum. And, uh, this leads to our, our final climactic, uh, arc of the movie, uh, Another phenomenal sequence
0: of a big fight. It's awesome.
1: Great effects, great action. Um, the fight over the second sun experiment that's in progress,
0: the even bigger one.
1: Uh, MJ is almost uh, sucked into it at one point, but we get a great pull away from that from Spider Man. Uh, Otto is about to kill him at one point. Uh, MJ attempts to clobber him with a board. It's very, very comical. Uh, but we we get to the point where uh, Peter unplugs the machine, but it's too late. The sun is is sucking down mass like me at any given Chinese buffet. <laughs> uh, Otto awakens uh, from a nasty jolt that he received during the fight. and he's he's kind of normal normalized a little bit. He's not as like, you know, genocidal and murderous for just a minute or two. He decides to become good now. Yeah, and and it, it Peter sits down and like unmasks for a second because like that's all he's been doing this movie. <laughs>
0: people get people uh, people get mad about MCU Spider-Man for getting unmasked all the time. Like he does this shit all the fucking time in Spider-Man 2. That's
1: the one that everyone calls the best, and he does it in this. He's just one constantly. Too. Constantly. Um, this is what uh finally causes Otto to essentially overpower his tentacles mentally. Uh Peter pretty much talks him down from from all of this. Uh, maybe, maybe things would have been different if he knew he was Peter sooner, but who's to know. Uh, Otto explains that the best way to kill this thing is going to be to drown it in the river to kind of cancel the mass out. And he decides he's going to be the one to do it, uh, choosing to die rather than, uh, continue his monstrous new life.
0: And he did, he did say when he first got to the docks, he's like, I should be at the bottom of the river. And you know what? It all comes back. Chekhov's river. Chekhov's River. They he, might not be able to write women, but uh, they can write uh, Chekhov's guns. He he kind of
1: gives Peter this last like knowing, regardful look before he he goes on to do what he does. Uh, we get a great. I, I like this scene where where MJ realizes that Peter is in fact Spider Man for sure.
0: We get, uh, we get the classic. We get the classic Toby scream.
1: Yeah, she eternal. He, he, she just about gets rosied like immediately from from some flying debris, and we get a, a great no! I, I can't even begin to do it. It's, he, uh, he he saves MJ, and they have some, some decent quips, some romantic banter there. Some this is heavy that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, auto auto dies partially a hero. He but but he dies a real human being. If you ask me, he a real uh,
0: human being.
1: Absolutely. Uh, we get some more conversation between MJ and Peter and she, once again, he, he denies her, but he kind of explains this time. Like, do you see why? Like you get
0: it now? Does it all make sense? I feel like even, I feel like if he did explain earlier, like we wouldn't be in this scenario.
1: But at the same time, if I were MJ and I was as serious about it as I was, I'd say, Peter, I've literally already been captured twice. And I wasn't a hundred percent sure you were Spider-Man until today. It's, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. You know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> um, but but she seems to accept it that she would never be safe, and you know she she slides down and they part ways for now. Uh, Harry, meanwhile, I imagine got drunk again if he wasn't already, and uh, after get sloshed, after hallucinating his father appearing to him, good old Willem, good old Storm and Norman Osborn's back. Yeah, uh, Harry shambles his way into the goblin cave, he discovers it. Uh, even even his hallucination father is like a psychopathic abuser who just calls him a piece of shit or whatever.
0: You're weak, you fucking suck, Harry.
1: Come into my goblin cave and be my son. <laughs> <laughs> so Avenge we, me! We, we get our final sequence of the movie where MJ leaves uh, Astronaut Man at the altar. What the fuck? great quip from Jameson about don't open the caviar call the call the caterer." (laughs) um we we get this bizarre super exposed slow mo like snapchat filter looking scene where she's running past a fountain and birds are flying
0: I just Uh, I just feel bad for the astronaut
1: he didn't do anything wrong
0: like she was like I, I again I feel like I'm sounding like a crazy person but I feel like MJ just hooked up with the astronaut just to get back at Peter
1: yeah. Like, like, that's the only reason they got together. The only thing you should be mad as an audience member at the astronaut for is that he's not Peter. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's the motivation it's like,
0: you're
1: giving. He, he's never uh, out. Uh, It'd be one thing if they made him like his dad, you know? But yeah, like, if they, they did that, he, I would understand it a little
0: more. just some guy. He's just a, a nice enough, maybe a little stupid. Uh, maybe that's just the actor's voice. Uh, but he, it's just like they've. They, they they fumbled Mary Jane so bad in this movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it, it's interesting. They they could have done a lot better. But with that said, we get uh we do get a a nice little pan shot, and you know she's in the doorway. They they talk for a minute, and she pretty much you know accepts and chooses the danger of this life because she she says something about not being able to live, not being able to survive without Peter. And once again, in my head, I'm like him. But, you know, it it is what it is. Uh, He he is Spider-Man. Don't forget. We get a great uh, (laughs) I think we get our first uh, and maybe only go get him, Tiger. Uh, Yes, I think so. Yeah, that's that's, you know, you know, know she said the line, but she still sucks. (laughs) Right. Uh, And we we cap our movie with uh, some more some more phenomenal Elfman uh, and, and another great
0: more great music.
1: Another swell of Spider-Man music as he swings out into the sun and we get another gratuitous American flag at the end because fuck yeah, America.
0: From Danny Elfman into Dashboard Confessional. Yes, yes. Is
1: Nickelback in this in, in the
0: second score, or is that just the first one? I think it's just the first one. Mm-hmm. Because we get vindicated.mp3. I have the it Spider-Man
1: up. 2 soundtrack on CD somewhere. I got it from Goodwill. It's got Huba Stank on it.
0: My god, it has Huba. I have to look this up now.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll send you a picture of it later. I've got it on my shelf right here. <laughs> But yes, that is uh, Spider-Man, the second Spider-Man part two, uh, even part hit.
0: the second. Uh,
1: here we are with uh, trivia and fun facts. Uh, if you look closely uh, uh, in Peter's room in his shithole apartment, uh, apparently on his dresser, you can see the photo he took of MJ at the museum sequence in Spider-Man one that that polar yeah. or whatever. That's I, I did not notice that until I looked back for it personally after reading that. I thought that was an interesting little quiet character set piece they hid in there. It's nice. Uh, Toby Maguire experienced very, very severe back pain uh, that almost made him quit the movie at one point. Uh, yeah. They literally had Jake Gyllenhaal lined up and ready to play Peter Parker because they Dude. thought Maguire was going to have to leave the project. Uh, Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal would have been so fucking good. He would have been good, I think. He would have knocked it out of the park. I think that we're... I would say we're better off having had Toby because we we know what we got out of him
0: and it yeah up being we we pathetic. would have been better off having the consistency of Toby but he he did make a good Mysterio with with if, we, if he was Spider Man he wouldn't be Mysterio and I don't exactly. know I don't that it, that's like a that's like a Sophie's Choice scenario
1: that line when 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 Peter is getting his powers back and he goes I'm back and hurts his back and says my back that was in like an in script joke reference to Toby McGuire's crippling back pain. Uh, the the boys on the train who hand the mask back to Toby are Toby Maguire's half
0: brothers, which I never do. Yeah. And I think it's one different. of the girls one of the one of the girls on the train is uh, Chloe Dykstra, uh, John Dykstra's daughter, oh. who's like uh, a host internet personality.
1: Oh, how about that? Uh, the alleyway that Peter Spider Man no mores in and leaves the suit is. Uh, In Raimi's eyes, that's intended to be the Kiss Alley. But if you ask me, it just kind of looks like an alley in New York.
0: It just looks like a random alley. I
1: I never had that visual click, but that's what it is. Yeah, me me neither. According to Raimi, that's supposed to be the same alleyway. So
0: believe that if you do, who knows? Every alleyway in New York is the same.
1: The fighting in the train sequence was actually the uh, first filmed thing in the movie. They they, they got that out of the way right off the bat, which... It really colors later like imagine having to act later like the meeting each other scene like we oh wow we already did the train scene uh yeah. on set to uh, make things easier for the puppeteers and set people and effects people alfred molina named the arms larry harry Flo, and mo <laughs> so fuck yeah I, that's I that, that. that's
0: canon now
1: uh yeah i i love the idea of Molina being like excuse me can you get mo out of my face you know
0: that's fucking awesome
1: um Willem defoe was originally not intended to return he was walking home to his apartment one night and saw the cast and crew filming nearby and filmed his cameo that night after saying hello dudes rock that's a dude's rock moment I almost don't want to believe that but i i want to say i double checked and verified that and apparently it's true um I can't imagine this movie ending without
0: the Norman cameo. Because I'm his, his- so I'm so happy that Willem Dafoe decided to show up in the other two movies. Because especially yeah. in the third one, he he brings a much needed sense of you know like oh remember this from the good movie. <laughs> it's like oh
1: yes. He he just he has his flair to it. It's part he's part of it. It's so good. Uh, as I mentioned, Joe's Pizza is a real place and its phone number was the phone number in the you know material and uh, stickers and stuff in the movie. So for a long time, they received like prank calls and stuff. I, I want to say they still have the same phone number and it's been enough years that it's fine now. But that was a problem at one point. Uh, Stan Lee's cameo was originally going to be uh, the he stole that guy's pizza guy. That, <sighs> that would have been awesome but they opted for uh whatever he did in
0: this we movie. We didn't even talk remember. about the Stanley cameo in the first movie No, we did they're not. both what, they're what both really real they're both really short. He like in the first one he saves a little kid at the Unity Day festival and in the second one he saves a uh, a lady from some falling debris at the bank fight. He it would have been great.
1: Uh Molina called this movie rather he he said about this movie that it had the hardest working crew of any production he'd ever worked with and I totally believe that. Yes. A lot of love and a lot of work went into this movie. Uh, Sam Raimi, during, I want to say, I don't remember which sequence it is, when Peter is bending down and he gets hit by two backpacks in a
0: row. Yes. Do you remember this? That's pretty early on, right before he gets yelled at by Dr. Connors. Yeah.
1: The second backpack that hits him, that's Sam Raimi. And, the fuck yeah. uh,
0: uh,
1: it, the gen- That's genuine anger from uh, Toby Maguire, because he hit him pretty hard. Nice. Uh, this movie, uh, took the one day opening box office record, uh, it beat Lord of the Rings Return of the King for it, uh, during the production, Raimi and Elfman had a bit of a falling out, but apparently got over it, um, I think they reunited, I, I think Raimi still, you know, was credited for the three score. They ended up working together again later on uh, that Oz the Great and Powerful movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. they they have a different composer for Spider Man Three, but they still use a lot of the same music from the first two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm glad that Elfman and Raimi patched uh, patched stuff up,
1: at least enough to work together yeah. anyway. Um, so there when the the garbage guy when he says he could get more for the Spider Man suit on eBay. Uh, four of the Spider-Man 1 production suits were stolen and put on eBay in 2001. Uh, so that was another little fun script joke about yeah. getting more for the suits on eBay. Uh, apparently, Rosemary Harris did some of her own stunts, which is even even doing some of them is awesome. a testament to, to to her character. That's great. Uh, Alfred Molina wanted the physique of a '50s bodybuilder for Doc Ock, and I, I I get that with what he's going for. He's a really rectangular guy.
0: Especially when he has the the first sequence when he uses the arms and he has like that leotard on. He do he does kind of have the thickness.
1: Yeah, I, I totally buy that. If that's what he was going for, I see it. Uh, Toby Maguire is a vegetarian, and in that in that hot dog sequence, we you you pointed out earlier, uh, he's eating a veggie hot dog i thought that was worth mentioning <laughs> nice the original working title for this film was the amazing spider-man <laughs> and but i'm really glad they went with spider-man Two. uh <laughs> some other considered titles were spider-man unmasked and spider-man no more which would be interesting, I think, calling it Spider-Man No More, but I don't think it's fully fitting for the movie.
0: I think I read somewhere that they wanted to call it Spider-Man Two Lives, which is even worse.
1: (laughs) Two Spider-Two-Man. Two
0: Two 2 Yeah, just go by the Fast and Furious uh, titles.
1: The sounds, the Foley sounds for the uh, tentacles movement were based on piano wire and uh, motorcycle chains. Nice. And uh, my final little bit here, I mentioned in the last one. I, I definitely want to mention this kind of stuff for each of them because I, I think this kind of alternate stuff is really fun. Some other actors that were considered for uh, Otto Octavius were uh, Robert De Niro, who I want to say had I mentioned last time was also considered for uh,
0: for Norman Osborn. I, I, cu- I, I don't see him as Norman Osborn. I kind of do see him as Otto Octavius a little bit. I that, that's a maybe for me. I'm not fully. That's a
1: maybe. About it. I don't David know if you can play Duchovny. the smart stuff. Uh, David Duchovny was considered for Doc Ock. I would have loved to see that <laughs> to be fr- to be frank. That would have
0: been awesome.
1: I, I t- the it's the voice for me. I, I can hear him going, "I will not die a monster."
0: I, I, I love it. It would it would have worked.
1: Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was considered for Doctor Octopus, oh, which fuck I think that's bordering on Mister Freeze level. Like, uh, I think this was
0: the. I think this movie came out the year he became governor of California. Yeah, he was a little So busy. maybe
1: that's what got in the way. And finally, Sam Neal was considered for Doc Ock. Sam Neal, I could see as a good Norman Osborn. Yeah, you know what? I think I'd buy that more than more than Doc Ock, but he was considered one way or another. It was on the table. It got pitched, but I think, I think he would have been good. At the end of the day, we got Molina, and we're better off Molina, I think. And uh, that's all I got for, for my fun
0: facts this time around. All right. So I think we're going to move on to the ratings and the rankings. Now that we've watched two movies, we can actually rank them.
1: Uh, sure. So
0: Alex, what would you say is your rating for this movie?
1: My My star rating for this movie, I'm going to have to say I want to call this a... I want to call this a near-perfect movie. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I gave Spider-Man 1... Did I give it a 4? You gave it a 4.5. I gave it a 4.5. I want so badly to give this a 5 stars, but there are little things that make the plot clunk here and there. Yeah. I, I, I think at the end of the day, I'm also going to give Spider-Man 2 a 4.5, but with the tiniest little asterisk you could possibly imagine in the corner to to notate it as a higher 4.5 that Spider-Man on, if that makes any sense at all. Uh, I, I would call them the same quality of movie. It's just the things that work in the individual movies work in different and louder ways than each other, and the things that don't work work the same. Does that make sense? I think they're yeah. the same quality but it's the it's different ingredients that make them two different things.
0: Yeah. So I guess for the ranking you would put 2 above 1. That's correct. Uh, all right. So for my star rating, I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, when I I first rewatched, I hadn't watched this movie in like a long time and I rewatched it back in April. Uh, and I felt a lot of the same way. I wanted to give it five stars really bad when I first watched it, uh, but it's, it's got lots of really great moments, and some are even better than the first, the train scene, the Spider-Man No More scene. But there are lots of other little things that keep me from enjoying it even more than the original. It's, it's,
1: a, lot of, it's a lot of the characterization of the movie. A lot of the,
0: character, the characterization is my problem.
1: Mm-hmm. Predominantly with MJ, but in f- broad strokes Peter as well.
0: Broad, broad strokes Peter. Peter all, Peter's gonna get worse in Spider-Man 3.
1: That's gonna be a fun episode, because uh, this next one, because we I, I have a love for Spider-Man 3, but yeah, I am also the most critical of it, so, like, it's gonna be time... It's gonna
0: be interesting. We got a little critical uh, with this
1: one, but at the end of the day... We got, little, like, we got a
0: little more critical. This movie, uh, yeah, I feel like... I don't want to say this movie's overrated, but I feel like it gets maybe just a pinch too much praise because I feel like makes the strength—I feel like the strength of the Raimi trilogy is getting the themes and is getting the themes of Spider-Man right. Uh, and when the characterization starts to slip, like it does in this movie, things start to fall apart. Uh, this movie is still a four and a half banger. It's still really, really good.
1: I will say that uh, with, with your idea that it gets just a little too much praise, I think one thing that has changed that mindset in the last few years is, you know, I won't get too into it, but a lot of people believe that there is a different best Spider-Man movie now. So
0: yes, especially
1: that that has changed things quite a bit.
0: Yeah, but those it's those little things, the weird characterization, lots of other things that don't really mesh with me. Uh, I don't like it as much as the first one. Really? Uh, for, me, for me, it's I, I, I find myself wanting to revisit the first one more than I want to revisit the second one.
1: That makes sense.
0: So for me, it's, it's Spider-Man and then Spider-Man 2.
1: Hmm, interesting. I, I, I pegged you for a two over one guy, but no, that makes sense the way you phrase I know.
0: I, I even surprised myself when I rewatched it back in April. I'm like, do, do I really feel this way? It's like, yeah, that's, it, that's really how I feel. Well, uh, makes sense to me, buddy. But, yeah. That's our show. It's a long one. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got a question or a comment that you want us to read on next week's episode, be sure to send it to our email address, spideysignalspodcast at gmail.com, or you can shoot us a DM on our Twitter, at spideysignals. Next week, we're going to cover Spider-Man 3. So get ready for that shit. Stay responsible. Bye love you.